Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Ag Plus Bio Plus Science podcast, where each week we talk about the convergence of food, agriculture, science, and technology, and the impact it is all having on Indiana, and the impact uh, certainly it will have in the future as well. My name is Gary Dick. Pleased to welcome to the podcast this week, Robert Colangelo, CEO and founding farmer at GreenSense Farms in Portage, Indiana, the great northwest uh, part of the state of Indiana. Robert, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Okay, this is a fascinating story, uh, GreenSense Farms. Uh, if you could, because we're talking, I mean, there are all these words and terms that are thrown out there, vertical uh, farming, uh, controlled environment, that kind of thing. When you talk about GreenSense Farms and what you're doing and your footprint on a global basis, give us a thumbnail sketch. Sure. So we, we generate revenues in three ways. One, we design and build and operate farms that we own that grow leafy greens, mainly lettuce and herbs that we sell to grocery stores and produce companies. The second is we design, build, procure, and license our technology to third-party operating partners abroad. And we've targeted uh, Scandinavia, the Middle East, and Asia-Pacific countries, areas where there's growing populations, uh, short growing seasons, and are either resource-constrained, lack of water, land, or are heavily polluted. And then the last way is we generate revenue from uh, doing contract R&D, where we're testing all sorts of new cultivars to see how those grow indoors, as Mm. well as new growing systems. what is the space you're in? What would it be termed? Is it is it controlled environment? What's the controlled environment? Agriculture is the major heading. Mm-hmm. Our subcategory is indoor vertical farming. So what that means is that we uh, grow uh, in a totally controlled environment. We use LED lights for our light source. Uh, we're in a room within a room. Uh, well, I think we're getting an Americano uh, or some uh, cappuccino made there here at Launchfish. Maybe someday we grow coffee beans. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So we grow in an indoor-controlled environment. We keep uh, everything controlled in there so the plants have perfect conditions year-round. So they get the right amount of light. They get the right amount of water, nutrient, temperature, humidity. Very good. I think I guess I think we're getting a couple of uh, yeah yeah cappuccinos uh, made there here at Launch Fishers. Um, fascinating uh, the technology and and what you can accomplish in terms of growing. We were talking um, off mic before we started the podcast. You talked about the 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 efficiency and the amount of produce that you can generate uh, from this technology. So to give you an idea, um, a field farm can grow somewhere between one to two heads per square foot per year. Uh, a greenhouse, same crop, butterhead lettuce can grow in three acres, uh, what a field farm can do in 10 acres. And we, in a half acre, uh, can do what a 10 acre field farm can grow. Wow. And the reason why, it's very simple. You know, farming for years has been horizontal. Mm-hmm. We took it up. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we started stacking it. Mm-hmm. So now you use a lot less space, a lot less water, and a lot less fertilizer. So it's very sustainable. And we, use the LED lights instead of the sun, so you never have weather as an issue. We never deal with drought, we never deal with too much sun, we never deal with pests, we never deal with invasive species. Farming's hard work and it has a lot of risk. We've taken a lot of the risk out of the equation. What's what's the reaction as you as you mentioned you you have customers and and collaborations uh, around the globe but uh, the growing acceptance if you will to this technology and this this kind of farming. First, there is a movement. It's not a fad. Mm-hmm. It's a real trend. Mm-hmm. People want to know where their food comes from, and they want to eat food without chemicals on it. So pesticide-free, GMO-free 
is really the buzzwords these days. People understand that that can impact the quality of their food, especially when it comes to leafy greens. Uh, mm -hmm. And freshness is paramount. Mm -hmm. When we deal with produce buyers or restaurants, they understand the difference between fresh and stale food. Mm -hmm. So when you have fresh greens, they taste fantastic. They're much more nutritious. And so we've got a much higher educated consumer, and we also have educated buyers both at the grocery store and the uh, restaurants that are demanding this. Let's talk a little bit about you and your background, uh, Robert, uh, before uh, founding Green Sense Farms. Uh, you actually were across the lake, right, in, in, in Chicago and decided to move to Indiana. Yes. Um, I'm a scientist, author, and entrepreneur. I've started about 10 companies in the environmental field. My philosophy was always market-based economics. If you want to change the environment, find uh, economic reasons to do things, and you'll get behavioral change. So prior to this, I was doing brownfield redevelopment. We would mm -hmm. develop contaminated properties um, uh, that were in uh, areas that have changed, but they, they were left idle because of fear of liability. And so that's very market-based. There was no law saying that you had to develop this property, but we'd clean them up, put them back to productive use, and uh, those are the kinds of things I, I'd worked on in my career. And that's how I found Vertical Farming, is we won a grant from EPA to put on a seminar on teaching mayors how to attract developer interest to these blighted areas and how do, how do you build green projects on brownfield sites so that you stop these brownfields from occurring? And I saw that this urban ag, eating locally, was, was always a topic. And so I thought, let me do some research. Right. Started looking at all the different indoor growing technologies, and then we hit on one and uh, went through the Thomas Edison phase of yeah. figuring out how not to build a farm. And yeah. then we finally figured it out. Fascinating. <laughs> what biggest challenges as you look uh, at the sector and uh, with your particular uh, company, Green Sense Farms, what are the biggest challenges uh, facing the sector? We have all the traditional challenges any business has. Right now, it's labor. You know, how do you find good, talented labor at a fair price? And since we're dealing with a new growing technology, uh, there's added pressure to find talented growers. The uh, legalization of cannabis, both in, in uh, Canada and in the U.S., has put a real strain on the growing industry, both for uh, human resources and physical resources. Cannabis industry is buying up a lot of equipment. So you're just seeing shortages out there, and they could afford to pay a lot more because they have higher margins than vegetable growers do. Mm -hmm. so, so that's uh, an issue that's out there. Um, second, it's being able uh, to constantly adapt to change. Uh, you know, you've probably heard the uh, saying, if uh, the blues had a baby, it'd be rock and roll. They call <laughs> it rock and roll. The way I look at it, if a farm had a baby, it'd be a greenhouse. And if a greenhouse had a baby, it would be an indoor vertical farm. <laughs> so we're the new kid on the block mm -hmm. in, in an industry that's thousands of years old. We're still trying to figure out how best to grow indoors and how to optimize our growing so we reduce our capital expenditure and our operating expenditure you know, to optimize high-quality vegetables at a competitive price. How about growing, uh, uh, pun intended, growing your business in Indiana uh, as you look at the landscape here? Organizations like Agrinovus, uh, the assets here with Purdue and, and, and others. Um, what's the environment, in your view, for growing an ag bioscience and agribusiness here in Indiana? First, I don't want, I'm not, 
I don't want to sound patronizing, but I can't believe how friendly this state is to ag business. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Sue Alsperman uh, has become a good colleague of ours. We're working with Ivy Tech to build an Earn to Learn training center. Mm -hmm. There's a much needed uh, uh, two-year degree personnel in farming, in food service, mm -hmm. in the restaurant business. And so that's what we're doing with Ivy Tech in South Bend. Um, the local uh, uh, government's been very uh, mm -hmm. supportive. We're building a farm in Las Vegas, and when I went to meet with the state and talked about incentives, uh, I, I realized how quick that this state is very ag-friendly, because mm -hmm. gaming's the big industry out there. They don't have a lot of ag incentives. so. Mm -hmm. What we have here is uh, is wonderful. It's a very supportive ecosystem. And Beth Bechtall and Dan Dawes over at Agrinovis and the Foundry are just wonderful folks that are purely committed to this industry yeah. and are constantly looking to push the edge. So in summary, we have a great ecosystem for agriculture and ag tech here. And the right politics. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and I want to uh, ask you to expand a little bit on some of these unique educational programs. You mentioned the Earn to Learn uh, initiative with, with Ivy Tech uh, in South Bend. Uh, why do that and, and, and get really engaged in, in, uh, with young people in the state? We're in a new industry, and there's a big demand for growers, and it takes a long time to produce a grower. So our thought was creating a center where we can start now training people on a practical hands-on mm -hmm. sense so they can get out into the industry quickly was much needed. Mm -hmm. We're also finding that the produce industry is very mature, and there's not a lot of people going into the produce market. So a lot of times you'll go into a store, maybe the vegetables don't look as good as they used to. Mm -hmm. So we're working with Martin's up there, a mm -hmm. uh, uh, 25 stores chain so that the interns that work at the farm can also work in the produce department. So now they've got a pathway to hire people. And as I said, everyone's experiencing a worker shortage. So a big part of the farm is teaching the young kids the soft skills they need, right. how to be yeah. punctual, how to be polite, you know, have good hygiene and, you know, be able to work hard. So that's what the center is. And everyone needs money to get through school. So yeah. being able to pay them so they can earn while they're learning yeah. is what the center is all about. Well, that's a fascinating story. Uh, Green Sense Farms uh, itself fascinating with the initiatives and the collaborations you're forging around the state, around the world. Uh, uh, very interesting and important. Thanks for joining us. Robert Colangelo, the CEO and founding farmer at Green Sense Farms. It's my pleasure. And thanks for the time. And thank you for joining us on this episode of the Ag Plus Bio Plus Science podcast, where we take a look each and every week at food, ag, science, and technology all coming together to impact in a great way the state of Indiana. I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Libby Fritz and Joe Ullery, and was recorded on location at Launch Fishers. More people get Indiana Business news from inside Indiana Business than any other source.